It's only last week on the program that we were talking about the fact that we had this incredible breakthrough at the Samri bowel cancer research that mm. was going to that was going to redefine the manner in which cancers are sought out and detected and make it more accessible for so many people. And we were joking around about the discrepancy between name recognition of our best scientists and sporting people, mm. given ultimately what the difference it makes to your to your life is. And I, I guess maybe in a clumsy way, that's sort of what National Science Week's about. Appreciating, acknowledging, recognising the uh, the role that science and science plays. Dr. Carl will do a much better job than I will explaining the importance of it all. And he joins us now on 5AA Breakfast. Dr. Carl, good morning to you. Good morning, Dr. David and Dr. Will. And to take the shortcut, the advantage of science is that if you put $1 in, in investment, you'll get $5 back after 10 years. But it's not a short-term thing. It's not as though you're going to get some of it early on. You're going to have to wait till the 8 and 9 and 10-year mark mm. to get it back. But you are getting a 500% return over 10 years, 50% a year. But that needs a long-term form of thinking. And even the companies today have gone from yearly reporting to quarterly, which means they no longer invest in a project that will take 11 and a half months to pay off. It's now going to take two and a half months or else they won't touch it. So we need long-term thinking. Yeah, I, th- I think I think most South Australians have got a pretty good sense that science matters and science can also wash its own face in a financial sense. And Will mentioned the, the Samri before, Dr. Carl, and there's so much great stuff coming out of that that resonates. But to, to the point we were making, though, Scientists aren't. We don't have a history of revering scientists to the the extent that we should. Certainly, when you compare it to, uh, you know, people are good at kicking a footy or, or bowling a ball. It is odd, but then science does pay off, and the Matildas were very good. But science is moving very quickly. Um, if you look at um, the Wright brothers, we the Wright, we went from the Wright brothers to going to the moon in less than a human lifetime. 1903 to 1969, we went from not being able to fly to passenger flights to going to the moon and back. And we'll see the same sorts of things happening in computing and artificial intelligence, in engineering, in biology, as you mentioned, with the SAMRI and basic science and how we'll deal with climate change. We can do so much so quickly that you've got to decide to put the money there. What excites you the most science-wise in, in terms of um, discovery and development over the next decade? Is it, is it artificial intelligence? Is it you know, room temperature semiconductors? What's the thing that, that most energises you? The, uh, well, all of them, of course. Artificial <laughs> intelligence is interesting because we're at an early stage um, and we're talking about not just the predictive texting, which picks the next word in a sentence, like chat GPT, but machine learning. And we're already seeing signs of creativity in um, artificial intelligence where the mathematicians are saying they're helping us with the theorems and they're giving us answers that we didn't think of. They're finding things that we couldn't find. So by looking at a chest X-ray, we're able to pick up, and we didn't know this, the uh, where the person's ancestors came from, like whether they came from China or from Europe or from Africa, and we had no idea that you could see that in an X-ray, and we don't know what it is that the AI is finding. And in terms of medicine, uh, sure, the Samri stuff is great. And also in Australia, we've now introduced genetic testing at birth for certain diseases. And so if you have um, spinal muscular atrophy, instead of dying by the age of two, you now get treated with gene therapy invented here in Australia. And there's another two dozen such gene therapies available for you. And there's another two dozen coming down the line. So that's good news also. It's superb news. Are we doing a good enough job yet, Dr. Carl, in terms of breaking down that that historic gender divide that exists in 
you know, the, the, that was broad sweep of subjects that we call the, the STEM subjects? No, and we're also not doing enough in investing in science. So the amount we put into space is just simply not enough. Mm. We have got one astronaut in training, which is very good and good on her. But uh, New Zealand, for example, has launched 200 satellites with rockets they've built. Australia has launched zero. Mm. Mm. We haven't even built any of our own rockets. And New Zealand's way ahead of us. And we just shut down our last paper mill that can make white paper. And we can't even make bricks anymore in Australia in large quantities. We have to get them from Indonesia. So we need a bit of a rethink and turn ourselves from a information and service technology or in, in, into a manufacturing economy and doing science again. Big picture, big picture questions to uh, contemplate during what is National Science Week. If you want to get involved, just go to scienceweek.net.au for all the details. There are events near you. National Science Week runs and through until this Sunday. Dr. Carl, thank you so much for your time on 5AA Breakfast.